Hello, welcome back to episode four of the Armchair Managers podcast. It's the top podcast for two blokes who don't know anything about football. Yeah, hopefully. Anyway. <laughs> hopefully it will, yeah. I'm Ross Evans, this is my co-host Dan Newton. Yeah, that's me. We've got a busy, busy podcast. A lot gone on this week. Yeah, a very uh, chaotic week with a lot yeah. of unexpected results, I think. Twists and turns, illnesses, striking. Yeah. Uh Shocks, real shocking results. Yeah, all up and down the, the yeah. football league, the Champions League. Next week, maybe yeah. carry this on. But uh, yeah, so let's get right into yeah, it. Yeah, let's get into it. So I think we'll have to start off with addressing our predictions from last week. Yeah, we should do it. We haven't done it yet. But... No, we. I think we did some parts okay we did all right yeah i think we did better than i thought we would yeah which maybe proves that we know a little bit more about football than than most people all were just very lucky yeah yeah um starting off with friday's game norwich for at home versus leicester we both predicted a 2-0 win for leicester yeah and norwich came away with a 1-0 win yeah superb strike from jamal lewis yeah it was a great goal i got that one wrong but you know i don't think many people expected that result I think no. most people thought Leicester, you know, that's a guaranteed win Norwich out of form. Yeah. But yeah, they played well Norwich. Yeah. I think and good I value th- for it. I don't think Leicester have been in the best of form recently. No, they've they've dropped off quite a bit recently. Yeah. Well you can say that for most of the top four, which we'll get on to later. Yeah, yeah, of course. But Norwich still rock bottom of the table, I believe. Yeah, I think uh, excluding some sort of incredible great escape I think they probably are still yeah. down even with this result which is a shame because as we have said previously they were unlucky with injuries yeah and I think we both like them as a team I, mean, I yeah. like their manager I like the way they play yeah they've got a lot of I think good players I think maybe they've underachieved a little bit yeah and like you said with injuries that hasn't helped but yeah I hope if they do go down that we'll see them again soon yeah so it would sound like Norwich are fucked okay sure <laughs> You can put it that way if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Fart. That's um, that's the quality you get here. Yeah. This is real cutting edge, <laughs> this stuff. Um, moving across to Saturday's games. Uh, Crystal Palace coming away with a 1-0 win away to Brighton Hove. I got this one right. You predicted this is a 2-1 win for Brighton. I did, yeah. Um Again, it's a, I think it was the most pointless derby in football, is what I called yeah. it last week, yeah. when I looked it up. And um, I think I watched mostly, I think it could have gone either way, I think Brighton were maybe a little bit unlucky to not get a draw or something, but, you know, Palace did play well. Yeah. And Pal- fair play to you for getting it right. <laughs> I believe this is Palace's best ever Premier League season so far. Is it? I, th- I think um, Roy Hodgson just signed a one-year contract extension this morning. Yeah. I think I heard that, I might be wrong, but... yeah. It shows he's done a much better job there than I think anyone expected him to. Yeah. You know, when he came out of the England job, everyone yeah. thought, that's a horrible appointment. Yeah. But he's done well. Yeah. I mean, I think Hodgson's one of those managers at a mid-table side, you think, yeah, he's a good fit, but sort of the England job, we're a bit, everyone's a bit deflated. The Liverpool job, Liverpool yeah. fans were saying like, oh dear. It'll keep you ticking over, but he's not yeah. going to take you anywhere. Yeah, it's tricky. With mm-hmm. Hodgson, isn't it? Because he, he feel like he's a good manager. I feel yeah. like he knows what he's doing. He, but well, clear, yeah, he's been he's been at the top level, but it's yeah, he just maybe isn't. He's not in that caliber of no, he's not not of, quite like top eight. I'd say no, not quite. No, not yet. Anyway, following that was a Bournemouth Chelsea game. We predicted both predictors a two 0 win for Chelsea. Um, I came away with a 2-2 draw, um, Marcus Alonso snatching them a point yeah. in the 85th. He's got a good uh, run of form, Alonso. He's got a couple of goals lately. Yeah, he's a left-back who doesn't like playing left-back, isn't he? Yeah, he's 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 not fast enough to be a winger, but he's not good defensively to be a, a full-back. But uh, he's, he can score goals. I he, he can always score. We've known that over the last couple of years. Yeah, he's... Um, I mean, he's a player that so, I like passing. I know some yeah. people get a bit irritated by him, but... I think he offers like a bit. Him. He offers more going forward, doesn't he? Than he does defensively. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, he's that. a bit of a wild card as well. You don't really know what he's going to do half the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he, he might step up and will score I be brilliant? Will yards. I be shit? Yeah, or he might get sent off. You know. <laughs> yeah, he's got an interesting mentality, but um, yeah. no, we, we both got this wrong. I think 
you know, fair play to Bournemouth. That's a good result for them. Yeah, certainly a team that hasn't played well, relegation threatened. Yeah, a bit, a bit like Norwich, really. I think yeah. we both agree we quite like watching them play, but they've not really got the results that they maybe should have. Mm. I think that a lot of their top players haven't been yeah, the best. Before, Callum yeah. Wilson particularly is not quite yeah. at the level we yeah. he can or, achieve. Um, Harry Wilson on loan from Liverpool, isn't it? Yeah. I think he maybe... He started well and he yeah. hasn't quite carried on that form. He obviously he was at low, on loan Derby last season. Yeah, he did very well there. Did very well. He's, he's not quite been able to make the step up to the Premier League that yeah, I think Mount maybe and Tamori have made. Yeah, I think he needs maybe one or two more seasons. Yeah, certainly he thinks he needs a bit more development, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't think he's going to be at the level of you know your Mason Mount. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't expect Tamori. him in the Liverpool team anytime no. soon. No, no, not at all. Following on from that, we had Newcastle United, Burnley, the innovators of Burnley Ball. Yeah, if you listened last week, you'll know what that means. Yeah, uh, we've still got a trademark pending on that one, so yeah. well, keep your ears out. you got to start scoring some more goals before it's Burnley Ball. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, a, a rather dull 0-0 draw, I felt. Uh, you got this one right. Yeah. Um, I predicted 1-1. Yeah, I think we both thought it was going to be a tight game. Yeah. Um, I think I said 0-0 more as a bit of a jab at these two teams and yeah be a bit dull but yeah, uh, they proved me right didn't they yeah they're, they're, they're both teams that you know what you're going to get with them don't you yeah exactly I mean I, I like having like different varieties of styles in yeah. the Prem so I, I do enjoy having these kind of like long ball teams who are a bit more aggressive a bit more yeah. old fashioned but when they come, come up against each other it's tends not to be yeah. the most exciting game I feel like they're both two teams that are set out to not lose yeah. rather than set out to rather win, trying to win the yeah. game it's like I agree because if you know like we say relegation generally it's just 38 points or above and you're safe mm-hmm. which is a draw every game so in theory yeah if you just don't lose if you just don't lose you'll um, you'll stay up yeah you should theoretically stay up yeah um, particularly with how you know, the Premier League is this season, the bottom teams really are struggling. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a big divide this year. Between yeah. Them. I think that is pointing to the quality of some of the Premier League teams. I know there's a debate, is, is the Championship a more competitive league than the pre- than the Premier League? Maybe not to so the quality of it? Yeah, I, well, I think but, it's more exciting. Yeah. I think, cause I think the whole Football League is a bit more like that, where there's... Not necessarily less money involved, but um, yeah. I mean there is less money involved, but yeah, you know, all scales. Um, but it, there's more competitiveness, and I think it's just one of those years where the Prem has been a bit. Liverpool have just run away with it. Yeah. Although, well, although we, have they? we will get onto that because got a few things to say. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, oh, I already feel my blood pressure rising. Um, quickly, uh, West Ham at home to Southampton. Again, we both went for draws. You went for 2-2. I went for 1-1. Yeah. West Ham coming away with a 3-1 win. I think that's a good result for West Ham. Yeah. I know Southampton have said every week they've been on this big revival yeah. since they lost to Leicester. And West Ham haven't been in the best of form. Although they played well against Liverpool. Yeah, they put in a strong performance against Liverpool and then coming away with a 3-1 win against a challenging Southampton yeah, side. Yeah, it's not a bad side now. And I think, like I said, that's a really good result for West Ham. Yeah. Um, Jared Bowen scoring, so he's settling reasonably well since yeah. his January move from Hull. Yeah, he did. Um, player I quite like. I've seen him play a couple of times. I think he's really well suited to the Prem. Yeah, yeah, it looks like could be an interesting player. It'd be good to keep an eye on his development. See how it. Yeah, definitely depends how they, I think if West Ham go down. You know, he'll have a much better season in the Championship. Yeah, but like I said, it'll be interesting to see how he does. Yeah, we'll come to the final game of Saturday. In a, in a moment, but yeah. we'll look at Sunday's games first. We're starting with Everton, Manchester United. We went for a... Both went for a Man United win. Mm-hmm. Finished as a 1-1 draw. It was... um Interesting game. Yeah, it was a story of two goalkeepers, really. Yeah. They both made pretty horrendous mistakes. Yeah. De Gea and Pickford. Yeah. And, um... I mean, Everton nearly snatched it at the end yeah. of the uh, offside goal. What, what, what was your... VA, VA. What was your thoughts on that? Um... He didn't go to play the ball, so the offside rule is they have to make a move towards the ball. Yeah, well, he makes a move away from the ball, doesn't he? If he's he? going away from the ball, I don't see how he's interfering with play. Could... Furthermore, he's on the ground. Yeah, De Gea is stood up. 
you can see the ball that does not fly with me that he see, he was obstructed I I'm kind of, sorry I disagree I think it is offside I think I know he's not like played the ball itself but he's effectively you think about it, he's kind of dummied the ball by moving away from it like in, in a way and I think well, he's in the Hayes eye line and I, I do think however that if he wasn't there De Gea is still not saving it. Yeah. But I think by the letter of the law, it probably is offside. But I, I would echo what Roy Keane said, though. Why is he sat there? You just missed a chance. Get up and get yourself back in the box. Yeah, that, that's that's what he should have done. And we yeah. wouldn't have this debate. But De Gea, I just, I don't feel like, I feel like De Gea got a, a let off there. He's a keeper. He's undoubtedly a world-class keeper who is in a horrible rut of form. Yes. Yeah. Not, not doing well. He's a bit of a victim, De Gea. Yeah, he like he definitely feels sorry for himself any time something goes against him. Yeah, but I forget him. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's not the first time. I think in the reverse fixture he complained about the Everton goal, didn't he? He yeah. said he was sort of blocked off. Yes, I, I believe so. Yeah, but I I don't know. For me, I've, I feel like the goal probably should have stood. Evidently, Carlo Ancelotti did too. Yeah, he got um, sent off. Yeah. yeah, so he a man probably three game touchline ban. Um, I don't know what it is for managers. I'm not sure if it's just the one. Um, I'm not sure if it... If, it might be three games. I'm not sure, yeah. to be honest. I'll have to check that. But I saw that Calvert-Lewin scoring again for Everton looks yeah, a, a considerably player. better player under Ancelotti. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I think he should go to the Euros of England. Yeah, especially with Kane and Rashford Maybe injured. Injured, yeah. Um, I, I, Cal, think, Cal I think Kane's well. said that he might be back in like a month or so. Yeah, I believe Which, Kane is meant to be back for sort of back end middle of April yeah so that, that'd be a huge boost to Tottenham he's a, he's a in England about a month and a half away um, yeah but we know with Kane as he needs a bit he needs, he a, needs a, a few games, games yeah. to get going and as we saw as we see in our next shot with Tottenham they're not in a good run of form no they played uh, Wolves didn't they Tottenham and Wolves yeah lost 3-2 to Wolves um mm-hmm. Got some Matt Doherty, Diego Jota, who's on great form great at the moment. Form, yeah. And Raul Jimenez, yeah. both scoring. Did you see Jimenez's goal? That one I didn't. A, that was a great strike. Mm. Um, I think I got that one right, didn't I? I said 3-2 Wolves? Yes, you said 3-2 Wolves. Yeah. You, uh, I went for a 1-1. Yeah, it was a good game in general. I think Wolves, good value for it as well. They played well, they're in a good run of form. And I think, you know, I think we need to start taking Wolves seriously as like a top six team because I think they are just in their own right yeah. good enough to be there I, th- I think it's, you know they don't have the glitz and glamour names do they yeah. they don't have your big standout stars but perhaps some of those players should be considered certainly up there yeah definitely I think I like players like Jimenez he's just a top quality yeah. striker and if Jota can perform can at that level consistently across, yeah, yeah. the whole season I don't see any reason why the next mm. sort of five years they're not in and around the top four. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of young players, we'll quick talk about the EFL Cup. Phil, um, 2-1 win for Manchester City over Aston Villa. You yeah. got this one right. Yeah, it's a good week for me. Yeah, very good week for you. Um, Phil Foden coming away with the man of the match. Yeah, he played well. Um, good assist for the goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, he didn't look out of place at all. Looks, yeah. looks a talent, doesn't he? He looks a good player. The only question you would have is... Why has he not been playing more? Yeah. Because he definitely looks like he fitted into that Man City team really well. Do you think he needs to maybe... He needs to go away from City? Um, I think that might hinge on what happens with City and the Champions League ban. Yeah. So I think if City go out of the Champions League and maybe can't attract players like that, and obviously David Silva's leaving at the end of the season anyway, Yeah. I think it might be... Obviously, it's not great for Man City if that does happen. But it might be great for Phil Foden because he might then get a bigger role in that team. Yeah, I mean he's he's he looks ready, he looks comfortable at the top level, doesn't he? Yeah, um, definitely. You know, I think yeah, he'd walk into most sort of prem teams. Yeah, and sort of Jack Grealish shedding a tear. Yeah. On the pitch, <laughs> I thought they were unlucky Aston Villa. To be fair, I thought they had a good couple chances towards the end in. They made it an entertaining cup tie. Yeah. Like the last couple of years when Man City have got these finals, it's often been over after the first half. Yeah. They made um, a real good go of it, Villa. Yeah. I mean, but City Machine, I think that's seven or eight trophies out of the last 
nine available or something like that in, dom- like in that. domestic competition. Yeah. yeah that's, I mean, that's a ridiculous record, isn't it? It is very good, yeah. Um, just with the Champions League ban, we'll, you'd imagine they'd still dominate domestically. Yeah, you'd expect so. I think things like the League Cup, they take it a lot more seriously than I think other clubs do. Yeah. Um, and I, I'd expect them... Trophy's a trophy, isn't exactly. it? Exactly, yeah. I think people put a lot of disrespect on the League Cup. But yeah. I think they only do that up until their team's in the final. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a trophy I think anyone would want to win. Case in point being Liverpool fans with the Super Cup, with the Club World Cup. It's no yeah. one talks about it until we won it. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Liverpool... <laughs> oh, dear. I am furious about this. <laughs> a 3-0 loss away to Watford. Yeah. What the fuck happened? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, I don't think any of us saw this coming. I don't know what we put down on our predictions. but um, We put it down as a 2-0 win for Liverpool and a 2-1 win for Liverpool. Yeah, I, I think most people would have banked on Liverpool winning this. Um, but on you look at that as a 90 minutes, I don't think anyone would say Watford didn't deserve to win. Watford were the better side for the whole game. By, by far, I think Liverpool they played. Really poor. Annoyingly, there was regularly they put nine or ten men behind the ball. They sat deep. They didn't give the front three any space in between the lines, which we know is where Firmino works yeah. brilliantly. So he was out of the game. And frankly, Salah and Mane they weren't creating. There was very little space for them to work, and it honestly looked like a pro clubs game when FIFA pro clubs game and someone's unlocked five star skills and his A button's broken. So yeah. I'm just going to run at people and take a shot. Yeah. So it sounds use, like you when we used to play <laughs> yes, <laughs> pro clubs. Use, use your team. The, 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 what is Lovren doing for the first goal there? I, mean, I He's just not good enough for Liverpool, is he? I know he's done all right, but I never feel confident when he was, I've got Lovren. He was too busy having a wrestling match with Troy Deeney and the ball just drops over him and in doing so, in keeping Troy, Troy Deeney there, Decore gets the ghost in because Fabinho is blocked off by their wrestling match. <laughs> and it's a simple ball across goals with Melisar with Tapping. Yeah. He played well, Sar. Sar is an interesting young player, I think. Yeah, definitely. I, I was reading, I think, last night that he actually turned down a chance to sign for Barcelona when he was a lot younger. And he said he went to France because he didn't want to sit in the reserves. And I think, you know, he's definitely got quality. And... Um, yeah. I think after this game, you know, it depends how Watford do overall, but I wouldn't be surprised if other teams started looking at him. Yeah. Maybe even Liverpool, because I think he'd actually see them quite well. Yeah, well, we did it with Southampton. Has they got a good player that scored a goal against us? Yeah, we'll buy him. Yeah. But um, no, it was, I was... I, I actually thought after this game that it might have helped Liverpool losing early, because then it means they're not having this whole mental pressure on them the, to be unbeaten. Yeah, the, the pressure's off for the unbeaten yeah. streak. Yeah. Because they should still go on to win the league, even if they yeah. have a horrible run form. They... But then they went and got lost 2 0 in the FA Cup and lost the chance of the treble as well. Well, exactly. Because that, that was going to be my point is that you thought they okay, they've got this way off their shoulders, maybe they'll relax, maybe they'll go back to playing the kind of football we know Liverpool yeah. can. And then they lost to Chelsea and really were well beaten by Chelsea. Yeah, well beaten by a Chelsea side that, as we saw earlier in the league forms of. Not a bit, yeah, a bit iffy, you know, drawing with Bournemouth yeah. and then beating Liverpool. A Chelsea side that's still, uh, still got a bit of work to do. Yeah, it? still developing under Lampard, but they were just better than Liverpool. Barkley um, scored a great goal, and I mean Adrian made a horrible mistake. Yeah, but um, just it hurts. It yeah, hurts, man. Yeah, I mean I, I'm I'm not a Liverpool fan. I, I do quite like Liverpool, but uh, I can't quite relate to that. Yeah. Um, but I I I just think it's. It's a strange one. You, you kind of you worry what's going to happen to them going forward. I think it's a, actually a big test for Klopp now how he gets his team back up and running. Yeah, because you know they just you don't expect it at all. And no, maybe losses all. are like buses. You know, you wait for ages for them and then two come at once. And maybe next game they'll go and win four nil and look back to their best. But yeah, it's and it, I think they'll have a lot of regrets this year if they end up getting back to the best. I yeah. mean, if they only lose one game in the Prem and it's to Watford, yeah. they'll be really kicking themselves. I mean, I think the point is going to be the Champions League game on Wednesday at 
home to Atletico. Yeah, that that would probably define this one, season. One nil down. Atletico again. You can argue played anti football, but again, as we said, it's just, it's just well, a different style, defensive organisation. Yeah, a well drilled side when it comes to the defensive part of the game, and you can't argue that is foot. That's football. Yeah, yeah. Um, that style of play was massive in Italy. Uh, yeah, just two solid banks of four, and sit deep, stay compact, move with the direction of play. It's hard to break down. Yeah, exactly. So, like you said, that would be the, I think, a season-defining game now. Yeah, which yeah. you probably wouldn't have said a week ago. Yeah, I think I think arguably the season-defining one or the sort of the catalyst of this was the West Ham game. Yeah, well, like, I, do you first... I don't think Liverpool have played well for the last sort of, four or five. No, they, well, I, I think since I think Henderson's injury is, we've got. No Henderson, the captain's gone, Milner's not there, and I just think what we need one of them back. Yeah, I think Fabinho's probably not fully fit either, having come back from injury. Fabinho he's not was look, great. He's not looked his best. He wasn't great. You know, we know he's better than that. Um, doesn't look great. Just, we yeah. need Henderson back. I think just for his leadership ability. Yeah, I think you do as well. Yeah. I think he's a good player, and I think it's the perfect kind of combination of. The, the um he suits that style of play. And yeah. That style of play suits him. You know. Yeah. Excuse me. I think he's a good player. Um, but I think he really fits in that team, and they're not the same about him. Yeah, it's. I just. I don't get what's. Gone up. Henderson going is a big risk, but we've got the quality of players. Yeah. In theory, like on paper, you you look at the names and you go. They're good players. That you know. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone doubts the quality. I think it must have been more a mental thing. I think just yeah. the the strain of going to every game thinking we can't lose. Yeah, it's it's probably just built up too much, and yeah, obviously this is what's happened. It's and now if they don't be Atletico, they've probably not really got much to play for now. Yeah, it'll be just maintaining the league, yeah. which they should do even if they do have a dodgy run of form. Yeah, if. If the champ if the Champions League goes, it'd just be secure the secure the league. Yeah. Which I'm sure we'll do, although there is any team in the Premier League that could bottle a twenty two point lead. It's Liverpool. It's Liverpool. <laughs> I mean I I mean, I don't think they will. I think they will go on to win the title and I yeah. think they'll beat Atletico Madrid as well. Yeah. But I think mentally there's the strain was showing. Yeah. You know, there's seen in the media there's reports of the players and Klopp maybe getting a bit snappier with the press and the media to questions similar questions they face in the past where they've been quite jovial and yeah jokey about it. It's just like it's. I think it did. I think it all just built up too much. Yeah, then. which is understandable. You know, yeah, there's, there's a, a reason. Lot of pressure on them. Not a lot of teams go on being, and it's less to do with quality, and I think just yeah. the mental strain that puts on the team. Yeah, and it's. I mean, Liverpool's a big footballing city. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. There's yeah. always pressure playing for Liverpool, but this season, being so close to the title last season, coming into this season, Man City slipping up, there's added pressure that it had not as it is our year. It, it it has to be this yeah, year. Yeah, if it's not this year, then when? Because if yeah, if it's not this year, City will come back next season. Yeah, they'll spend in the summer. Man United starting to look like a team, actually playing. Okay, De Gea's form, as we said, a bit. Yeah, it's but they're much better than they were. Yeah. And Liverpool have, to a point, got lucky, lucky that the other teams in the Premier League are almost having a hard reset. They're not quite the level. Yeah, there's a lot of projects going on right now. Yeah. Lampard at Chelsea, Arteta at Arsenal. Yeah. But you give those guys a couple of years, suddenly, you know, a couple of years for Man City as well and United. Yeah. That looks like a much more competitive. Yeah. I, re- I really expect to see. Definitely City back next season, back with a vengeance. I think United could be up there next season and yeah. spend in the right places. I think Chelsea will be there. Yeah. I, I think uh, Arsenal. I think it might be a bit early for Arsenal next year. Yeah. I mean, there's a long time to go until next season. They might do amazing work in the summer, but I think definitely next yeah. year it's going to be a lot more I mean, competitive. The, the Arsenal board are historically a bit tight fisted. Uh, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, Arsenal might be another couple of seasons. Um, Tottenham potentially yeah well it depends how Mourinho goes now yeah. to the end of the season because he's not really had the effect we thought he would no he's not just seems to have lost his magic touch doesn't he a little bit yeah and he's been unlucky with injuries but yeah 
you know, if Liverpool don't win the title this year, I don't think they're ever going to get a chance as good as this. Yeah. I mean, it will make me sick to my stomach if they throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of sick, there's a virus about, Dan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Coronavirus. It's affecting football. Yeah. It's... In dumb ways. It... it re- <laughs> That don't they won't change anything, but we're gonna try no. and do something anyway. Um, so, what have you read about football? How... Right. So, I mean, obviously, all around the world, it's doing different things. I know games in Italy have been called off, which is yeah. very serious. Seen but... that the rug Six Nations has been affected by it as well. Yeah, that too. Um, but in England right now, I think the news this week was that in the Premier League, Scotland, and I think in the EFL as well, they're gonna ban handshakes before the game. They're going to ban handshakes yeah. in a game that we know, especially for set pieces, has physical contact yeah. anyway. It's stupid. So you can't shake hands before the game, but one team gets a corner two minutes in and suddenly you're grappling with someone and you've gone hold of their shirt and everything. Like It's, it's so dumb. Like yeah. I know they want to be seen to do stuff, but it's not going to make a difference because you're still going to have that physical contact. Yeah. Let's be honest. These footballers, they're seeing each other twenty four seven anyway. Yeah. If one of them's already got it, then they all got, they all have. Yeah. You know it's it's because <laughs> it, it's, it's it's the symptoms are very similar to a flu, isn't? Aren't yeah. They? Well, that's what it is. I mean, we're not we're not doctors, but yeah. Essentially, from what I know, it is just like a a pretty severe flu. Yeah. And I mean, most people that are affected are people who are old or already suffering from other. Sort yeah. of illnesses. I mean, on top of that, I've read in the papers today that Liverpool banned mat- uh, the matchday mascots from the pitch in an effort to stop the spread, which, you know, of course that makes sense. We want to stop the spread of an illness. Okay, keep the mascots off the pitch. What about the stands? Fill them up, mate. Fill them up. Fill yeah. them up. 50,000, 60,000 people. Get yeah. them all in there. Pack them in sar- like sardines. <laughs> So, but the thing with the mascots, are they still going to be there before the game and after the game seeing the players? I would because I would assume not. Yeah, because you can't. A club will obviously they want to protect their, their players, players, yeah, because they view them as assets. Exactly. So we don't want our assets, the things that make us money, to get ill. To get ill and then yeah. not make us money. But it's like where do you draw the line? Do you stop players signing autographs and taking photos with people? Like what? What is the line? Either you stop all of this, or you don't yeah. stop any of it because. That's how it works. You've got to make these measures effective for everything. Yeah. Or else they're pointless. Obviously, the Premier League, they don't want to cancel the league due yeah, to yeah. illness, cancel games. And, cause I don't think they need to at this point. No, they wouldn't need to. I mean, I think in the UK, it's very low confirmed cases. Yeah, it's not... I think we've only had one death recently, which is obviously... Obviously tragic. tragic. But um, it's one of those things where if if someone had died from the flu, we probably, it wouldn't be a big news story. No. And um, um, it's obviously sad for the people involved, but it's not this huge pandemic that people are making out to be, I yeah. think. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. I mean, touch wood. Yeah. Any, any, anything can happen. Uh, yeah, anything can. And as we seem to find out, anything will. Yeah. <laughs> um, Especially uh, with, with football as well. Yeah, funny old game. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think that more Premier League clubs will follow suit like Liverpool, maybe just peel back on the player-fan interaction? I think possibly. I, like I said, I think it's more they want to be seen to be doing something yeah. rather than these measures are actually going to help. Yeah. And, I mean, depending on how it goes, we could see games go behind closed doors like in Italy, but I don't think it's going to get that bad. Yeah. Personally, my, my hunch, my inclination is that yeah. it's a bit blown out of proportion it, it would be a shame to see more games being played behind closed doors yeah um, particularly if that spread to the EFL yeah especially in the, in the EFL League 1 League 2 a huge amount of their income is just match day yeah. tickets yeah it's, um, so they, they can't afford to have those games played behind closed doors they just yeah. simply don't get enough money from TV rights and stuff like that and sponsorship it's just you just don't have enough. I mean, I obviously work for a football league club, but it would be rubbish for me as well because I wouldn't yeah. get paid. Yeah. <laughs> but if I was going to go into work, you know. There's self-interest involved there. Yeah, exactly. So uh, don't call the games off. <laughs> um, as a, that's an urgent plea on yeah. the sides of football fans everywhere. 
don't call the games off. Yeah, unless it's really bad. Unless uh, and then maybe. <laughs> unless it does get to twenty eight days later style pandemic, then maybe. yeah, maybe maybe maybe, just maybe behind closed doors. Yeah, that's, that's all we ask. Just televise them. Yeah, but no, like I said, I think it's a bit of an overreaction at this point, anyway. At this, yeah, I especially because it's not going to make a difference. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's all we can say for it is the NHS have given out health instructions for what to, what to do on this. And yeah, for how to wash your hands properly and yeah. what precautions to take. It's because all out apparently there before really an illness, it. no one was ever washing their hands. You dirty pigs! <laughs> if you get that reference, you spend too, too much time on Netflix. Yeah, I didn't get the reference. but uh, Okay, well, you need to catch up on sex education. Very speak speak for yourself. Though. <laughs> 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 Thanks for that. Anyway, shall um, we move on? Yeah. Speaking of crowd interaction and how oh, it can go wrong. Nice one, mate. Nice one. Great link. <laughs> Eric Dyer. Cut, uh, uh, FA Cup game. Tottenham losing. Yeah, lost to Norwich on penalties. Yeah, another win for Norwich. Yeah, he's played well. It's, yeah, oh, I'd love it if Norwich just suddenly went on beating did Leicester. Yeah, we were, it would be quite interesting. Um, no, it was, a, it was... I mean, it was a decent game of football and... The story up until the end was oh, Tim Crawl's done amazingly in the penalty shootout. And he did. Did, did you see his water bottle? I did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've not quite seen something so explicit like that it's before. It's easy to save penalties when you've got something that's telling you exactly yeah. where they're going to go. I'm used to a bit of paper in the sock, but not strapped yeah. to the water bottle. That is. Oh, surely that can't be allowed. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess. I mean, why wouldn't it be allowed, you know? It feels like cheating on an exam. But surely if you're like a Tottenham player and you see he's got that water bottle, you could go, well, he knows I, I go left all the time, so I'll go right, kind of thing. But then he also thinks, if they think that I know they're Let's going not get left, it. this is going to get way too complicated. Then I'll dive to the right because they're going to shoot right thinking that I'm going to go to the left. So if I dive right, I'll save it. But he knows that like, he's thinking that. But then he knows that he's thinking that as well. That's penalties, mate. It's this too is, complicated. This is some inception type shit. Oh, it's mad. That's, um, that's why I don't. That's why I don't take penalties. I mean, there's a brilliant quote from Stuart Pearce about penalties, and he says they meant something along the lines of penalties are hard enough, but then you put a seventy yard walk before you get there. Who the fuck thought that? <laughs> um, I'd be knackered before I got yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> you've just played 120 minutes of football. It's, oh, by the way, walk another half the pitch before you take this nerve-wracking yeah. kick. But um, I mean, outside of the shootout and Tim Crawl playing well, the real story became Eric Dyer. Yeah, it's fan interaction, if we can call it that. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it was a hell of an interaction. <laughs> yeah. So, it, initial thought was there was. Some racist abuse directed yeah. against some Fernandez. Like, who um, missed the penalty, I think, or had it saved, yeah. that um, led to Tottenham losing. And that was kind of the, the thought coming out on Twitter and everything from people talking yeah. about it. But apparently that wasn't the case. The video surfaced, him climbing into the crowd, climbing over the chairs, nearly tripping over. Which yeah, I'd say I was impressed. Have you ever yeah. tried to do that, actually walking up the stairs like that? It, when you've got all the seats in your way. It's not It's not easy. Not easy. Not easy yeah. at all. Especially in football boots. Yeah. It's new stadium as well. Those stuff those stuff's because of damage that. Yeah, it's like, an expensive stadium. Yeah, cleaners would have been furious. Yeah. But um, no, so he kind of storms up there and has this kind of confrontation with a fan who... I, I mean, I'm not sure if I've got this right. Was the fan abusing Eric Dyer? Was he abusing his it brother was, who was supposed to be there as well? I believe what happened, if you've seen Mourinho's interview... About yeah. the situation, which we'll also get onto, because I think Marino gave a very honest answer. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the players abused Eric Dyer on the pitch, and Eric one Dyer's, of the fans. One of the fans, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a fan abused Eric Dyer on the pitch, and who stood next to Eric Dyer's younger brother, yeah, who took issue with the fan, yeah, abusing his brother, yeah, and, makes sense. And Eric Dyer then saw this and jumped into the crowd to support his family, which brings us on to. What Mourinho, when Mourinho was asked about it, he said this is something that as a professional you're not allowed to do. But mm. if it was outside of a professional environment, most people would do it. Yeah, I think most people would react in a similar way. Um, obviously, like I said, it's not something you're supposed to do, but yeah, I, I don't blame him. Yeah. I'd probably do the same thing in that situation. I mean, he's played 120 minutes of football. He's playing for a team that's not playing well. He's a player who's had a lot of stick recently. Yeah. Um, Emotions probably running high, I imagine. Yeah, I seeing that. 
I think especially for someone like Eric Dyer, who, you know, we can question his quality and his ability. I, I've certainly done that in the past, but I don't think you can ever question his commitment. Mm. You know, he's a player that gives his all, and I think yeah. you should put more respect on him for that, yeah. like, especially for Tottenham fans. Like, he, I mean, he scored his penalty, didn't he? Believe so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> he did. He scored his penalty. It's not his fault that you went out and lost. Yeah. You know? So, I, you know, I think he was not right to react in that way, but I can definitely understand it. And yeah. I hope he doesn't get a hugely severe punishment. Yeah. I mean, the the FA are contemplating it. There seems to be a bit of confusion yeah. from the FA. There's, there's a, this is what we should do as professionals, professional governing board. But from the humanitarian side of it is... You kind of get it, don't you? It's, yeah, you get it. it. It's... I mean, it's not quite Eric Cantona, is it? No, it's not. It's not like it was very much a sort of almost felt a separation with some words said. Yeah. Um, it, it's tricky, isn't it? It's a tricky situation, but um, like I said, I hope he doesn't get punished too much. Yeah. And um, hopefully, Tottenham fans and that can all put it behind them. They can move forward. Which they've been able to do very well historically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Do you think that, though, that maybe points to an issue in football stadiums? We say it's tribalistic. It's my, my team's better than your team. We separate the fans. and just let, But as long as they're separate from each other, as long as they're not throwing punches, they're kind of allowed to... Within, obviously, excluding racism, anti-Semitism, xenophobia, that sort of thing. Yeah. They can kind of say what they like. Yeah, definitely. I think... I mean, it's different in every country, but, you know, England definitely has a kind of, like you said, it's very tribal. A mm. lot of teams sort of want to get in each other's faces and they want to show that they're, you know, big and tough. And Yeah. I mean, I think it's a big part of football and why we enjoy football. Yeah. But I think obviously it needs to be channeled in the right way. Yeah. Like, I'm personally not one for, like, just going out and abusing players. I know I'm, like, quite critical of some of them in, like, kind of a jokey way, but, like, I would never, like, actually be like, oh, Eric Dyer, you're just, you're just shit, mate. Like, yeah. Because he's obviously a much better footballer than I ever will yeah. be. Although I think they get a little bit bang out of order with stuff like that. Yeah. It's like criticising a brickie when you can't even put Lego together. Yeah, it's, exactly. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it's a part of football that needs to be channeled in the right ways. And I hope that uh, they don't, we don't see stuff like this going forward a lot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not great. It, 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 people have just got to remember that footballers aren't professional robots. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, they're not. They're not like completely tuned out of reality. Uh, yeah. What we're saying to them, they know the stuff's there. I don't know particularly. Like, there's a lot of abuse aimed at Lingard and Andres Pereira at the moment. I mean, Lingard's not had an easy year just in general. In yeah, life. a lot of stuff off the pitch as well. Yeah. But um, it, it kind of goes in the same category. I know that that video... Have you seen the video of uh, Lingard and Pereira just messing around in a training session? Uh, I haven't, no. But uh, that I can imagine what it might be like. a bit of there. You know, there's the rest of the squad there warming up while the, t- the pair of them um, just messing around, doing handstands and keep-ups and stuff like that. Just, <laughs> I might have seen some photos from this, actually. Yeah. Um, that rings a bell, actually. Solskjaer didn't look too impressed. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, what can you say? I think yeah. it's part of football, isn't it? I think I almost feel like we need to maybe take a backward step and let players be a little less unprofessional. Let them be a bit more. Yeah, let them relax a bit more. Because most of them are normal just people. People, just yeah, not, just normal people. At the end of the day, it's you know, it's a sport. It's a game. It's yeah. It's supposed to be entertainment, and that should lead to people being abusive and insulting yeah. each other. At the end of the day, people need to just take a step back and get some perspective on it, I think. Yeah. Do we think that there needs to be maybe something a bit like rugby? Do you think mixing the fans would help? Because I feel, I feel like... Um, no, I don't. I, feel, I would not think that maybe... Gob, gobby bloke at the back of the stand who's effing and blinding and saying everything he wants would be a little bit quieter if he had 20-odd fans of the opposite team around him. I, I just don't think um, football fans work that way. I think mm. they're more likely to... Not quite, just get not into a fight. Quite like rugby, is it? No, like um, rugby's a bit more like respectful, I think. Yeah. And um, I do think a big part of football is the tribalism. It's just yeah. how you're channeling it, how you're channeling it, 
And personally for me, I, I wouldn't want them to sit together. I think yeah. that sort of back and forth is a big part of why we enjoy going to football matches. Yeah. And they always say the crowd's the 12th man, so you want the noise. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you listen to a rugby game and if you listen to the crowds, obviously the Welsh fans generally quite vocal, the Scottish fans quite vocal, but sometimes rugby games can be a little bit quiet. Yeah, no, I, so, I think you're right there. Yeah. But I mean, just personally, my best memories of being at the football grounds are being in the away end and you, know, you score a last minute goal and suddenly people are falling down chairs and you're all jumping up and down and you're hugging people you don't know. You, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't get that if you're all mixed together, would you? No. And I think it'd be a real shame to lose that. Yeah. Speaking of, just quickly before we get to our predictions for the weekend and do Champions League as well, um, have you heard the news on VAR that fans might not be able to hear the conversation? Um, I hadn't heard this was actually official news, but I think that's a really good idea. Maybe there's a it's, They are proposing it. I don't know if it's been set in stone yet for the next season, but they want fans to be able to hear what's going on um, so they actually understand. Because at some... Obviously, the top, top clubs, they have the big screen in the corner. So there's VA, VAR yeah, check yeah. going on. But some stadiums don't have those screens. It's a PA announcement. And if a fan doesn't hear it, because let's be honest, those PA systems, they're not brilliant. Sound no. quality isn't great. Yeah, some of them can be very, very bad. Yeah. Um, they now want fans to be able to hear this conversation. Again, if it's through a PA system and they're trying to do it live, that, yeah, that could be, be tricky. Great. But certainly for people watching at home, being able to hear what's going on. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. it's a bit clearer that it's a VAR check. Yeah. No, I think it'd be really good. I think, I mean, we mentioned rugby earlier. Um, I think they do something similar, don't they? Yes. They the refs mic'd up. Um, I think they do that at the NFL as well for some things. Yeah. And I think it is it's a good move. It's personally something I'd like to see because you can at least understand yeah. why they're giving the decision that they're giving. Yeah. Because a lot of times I think it would be VAR check, penalty. You'd be like, well, what was it for? Like, yeah. Is it why was like, it a penalty? Yeah, exactly. You need to actually have an understanding of it and go well okay yeah you know and it's not going to take away the from the controversy of football i mean when we first thought var was going to be brought in it's like oh it's going to kill the controversy there'll be nothing to talk about anymore because we'll be able to correct any bad decisions that's proven to not be in the case we're still giving bad decisions yeah if anything it's just got more controversial yeah um Um, so i don't think the case of handballs like yeah well i think that's more to do with they changed the rule for handballs. Yeah, I mean, that needs fixing. But yeah, yeah. Certainly, they've still got the natural silhouette of the body. Um, I think that's always going to be open to interpretation. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think, like I said, it's not football's not really black and white, even if we have all these rules to explain it. There is still yeah. a level of individual interpretation. Yeah. And I think being able to hear that interpretation from the ref directly yeah. would be a much better move. I mean, I would like it regardless of VAR. Yeah, you know, I think if you didn't have that in the football league where VAR is not a thing, yeah, you can still understand a ref's point of view, and that would be a, a much better fan experience, I think. Yeah, and then obviously was it during this week, maybe the week before, John Moss's comments got him in a bit of hot water to Tottenham players. Oh yeah, I had that. Yeah, it was a bit disrespectful. And yeah, I think you don't necessarily need to hear everything a ref says because that could definitely aggravate a crowd. Yeah, but I think for when he's made like a a key decision to hear an explanation of it would be a lot better I think yeah yeah it would I just feel like hearing that probably will help the game yeah definitely I don't it wouldn't hurt the game at all no. I don't think you're, you're not losing anything from having that you're only gaining a better understanding I think yeah and it, that can only really be beneficial yeah I mean it'd be interesting to see where it takes it where it takes the game definitely right we're now to the Final segment of the podcast, um, predictions for the weekend's play. There's no game today, which is a Friday, so it's straight on to Saturday. It's back to a seven-game Saturday. That's a, that's a big Saturday. Big Saturday. Kicking off with Liverpool versus Bournemouth. What are your thoughts? Um, well, Liverpool obviously coming off the back of back-to-back losses in the FA Cup and the Premier League. Back-to-back-to-back to back to back if you include Champions League. 
think, is it? Um, well, yeah, cause they they beat West Ham between the. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Come on, mate. Use your brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm just hurting. Um, yeah, emotional for when yeah. it comes to Liverpool. Um, but to be honest, I can't really see Bournemouth beating them, even if Liverpool are out of whack. Yeah. I think Liverpool should get back to winning ways, and I reckon it would be a two 0 Liverpool, something like that. Yeah, two 0 I mean. At home as well, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think Liverpool's defence is clearly not at it. I think teams have kind of learned to exploit the space that Trent and Robbo leave behind them. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely their weakness. Yeah, so I could see Bournemouth scoring, particularly if they getting two against Chelsea. Um, I still I hope that Liverpool come away with a win, but I think 2-1. Yeah, I, know, I think Liverpool will want to put in a performance, I think. Yeah. Following that, it's 3 pm kickoffs. Got Arsenal at home to West Ham United, London Derby. Yeah. Um, should be interesting that. I think yeah. two teams that you're not really sure what to expect when they turn up. West Ham in a resurgent bit of form, we think, but we you think. never know. Yeah, they got had a good result last week. Arsenal look incredible going forward, but defensively, just. A bit all over the place, aren't they? Well, we saw the Europa League. Oh, yeah. Embarrassing. Yeah. Never lost that game. No. Not a um, game they should have lost. No. I but you know, I actually I'll back Arsenal for this one. Yeah. I reckon Um let's go three two Arsenal. Three two Ooh, high scoring game. Yeah, I think I but they'll be involved in a lot of high scoring games, Arsenal, like you said, good going forward, leaky at yeah. the back. I mean again I'm gonna go for two one to Arsenal. I think two one is just West Ham looking a bit better. Defensively as well, I th- but I don't think they'll keep out. The yeah, I don't think, think they'll keep out Arsenal, Arsenal going forward is very difficult to keep out for any team. Yeah, um, Crystal Palace and Watford. Yeah, um, Watford obviously coming off that win against Liverpool. Scum. <laughs> Another London derby, I believe, as well, is it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Another um, pointless derby. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I reckon Palace will win this one now. Yeah. I think a lot of people will be saying, "Oh, Watford coming off the win against Liverpool, they want to make the most of it." But how often do we te- do we see teams at the bottom get a shock result against a big team, yeah. and then go and lose to someone that they arguably should get a better result at? Yeah, and I think Palace, Palace are a well-drilled side, a tricky team to play against. Yeah, I mean, I think Watford showed that they can be defensively very solid. Solid. So, yeah. I think nil-nil. I just, I just, they're not. Two particularly high-scoring teams. No, no, you know it, it could. Yeah. I don't expect this to be a, a goal show. It's going to be yeah. tight, and um, yeah, I just think Palace will sneak a one-nil. Yeah, I'm. I mean, a nil-nil for me. I just think it's got nil-nil written all over it. Yeah, fair enough. What what goal threats do Palace have apart from Zaha, Jordan Ayew? If he play, hey, but yeah, Benteke <laughs> might score a hat trick, mate. You never know. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, Sheffield United home to Norwich yeah um, Sheffield chasing a Champions League spot I mean that's with Man City's ban they'll be they'll like technically getting one yeah. as they are in fourth but they want to secure it yeah um, Norwich like we said came off a good result last weekend obviously into yeah. the next round of the FA Cup after knocking out Tottenham yeah and um I think Norwich might uh, might win this. I reckon. Ooh. I reckon a two-one to Norwich. Two-one to Norwich. Yeah. Okay. Just because I'd like to be a bit more exciting down at the bottom. Yeah. You know, if these teams can start putting some results together, I think it'd be much more interesting end of the season. I think Sheffield will do it. To be honest. Yeah. I I really do. You might be right. <laughs> I'm gonna go two-nil. Um, I just Sheffield again. It's a well a side that's well drilled defensively. But can also get forward, like just they get forward. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah, definitely. I think I I really rate Sheffield, but uh, yeah, I'd be saying Norwich will win because I think that's more interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, Southampton at home to Newcastle. Yeah. Um, Southampton obviously lost to West Ham last week, but they're still on a pretty decent run of form, and uh, I reckon at home as well to Newcastle will be two one Southampton. 
Two on Southampton, yeah. Yeah. Again, Newcastle side we don't really see score a lot yeah, of goals. Don't score a lot of goals, and I think away from home, you know, they're a good side, but uh, it can be a bit tricky. I think for a team like Southampton. Yeah, Southampton again playing nice football. Yeah, I think I think they'll have enough to break him down. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go for two nil Southampton. Just again, I don't see Newcastle scoring. They've got some good players going forward, but they play with one out and out striker, and when that striker's Joe Linton. Yeah, he's not yeah. had a good season, has he? He's not been. He's a young player, and I'm sure he'll improve. I'd like to see him improve. I think he's got it in him to be a good striker. Yeah, I, mean, I think he works better in a two. Yeah, he personally. just looked a bit out of his depth. It's this season. It's difficult because the the link up play is not quite there. I yeah, think he thrives off that. He doesn't really have anyone to play off of, and no. Yeah, I hope he improves. Stick him, stick him up front with Andy Carroll. Give him a battering ram to create space for him. That is a that is a shithousery front two I've ever seen. Yeah, on. it's a traditional big man little man combination. It's all I want to see. Fair enough. Uh, Wolves at home to Brighton. Um, I think it's hard to look past Wolves for this one. Yeah, I'm a big fan of them. As we said, front three firing. Another team that is also solid defensively. Yeah, they like said they're banging form. Yeah, I reckon. Three no wolves. Three no wolves. Yeah, I think at home as well. They're a very difficult team to play against. I, I was going to say three one. I think that Brighton just have a habit of scoring scrappy goals. Obviously, capable of scoring some not nice goals as well. Yeah. Jahanbach's overhead kick. Overhead kick. Yeah, I still think about that. It's a great goal. It's a very nice goal. Yeah, it? but I, I think in terms of this game, they'll. I think Wolves are just a very yeah. good side and they'll just take them apart today. Yeah, I think Wolves, today, are, Wolves are in good form, consistent across the board. Everyone's There's no sort of player you could target and try to take advantage of. I think their system works well. Yeah, I think every one of their players is like a solid 7 out of 10 every week. Yeah. Like you don't really see just a, just any a of them soft, have like horrible games. Solid side. Very good team. And then final game Saturday, half five kickoff. Burnley versus Spurs. Ooh. Oh, that's such a tricky game for Spurs. Yeah. In their run of form. That's not who you want to be playing right now. No. Especially away from home. A strong physical side. The that's... epitome of shithousery. Yeah. They're not quite Burnley ball yet. Not quite Burnley ball. But... Um, I got, I got, I got to back Burnley on this one. Yeah. I got to say 1-0 Burnley. You think they'll snatch it? Yeah. I think Spurs... As much as I, I like Mourinho and I like a lot of Spurs' players, I just think that they're just bang out of form and it's not. Yeah. They're just not going to do it. And I think Burnley will really exploit their weaknesses and just pump balls into the box. And I think they'll have enough to get a 1 0. I'm going for a 1 1. I think if I'm going to predict the entire game, I think we are going to see a Spurs side that are going to struggle to break Burnley down. Burnley, I think, will have. Again, won't be an easy. Team to break down. I think they'll get. I, I imagine it's going to be a case of Spurs just having enough quality to snatch one at the end. Yeah, just, fair enough. I, I think we both agree it's going to be a pretty tight game. Yeah. Moving into Sunday, first game Chelsea at home to Everton. Everton, I imagine without Ancelotti on the sidelines, could have effects on the game. Yeah. I see a 1 0 to Chelsea personally. Yeah. Um,. You know, I quite rate Everton now. I think they're in a good spell of form. Yeah. I reckon 1-1. 1-1? Yeah. I reckon Calvert-Lewin might get a goal. And uh, it'll be a a tight game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Chelsea, like we say, form is erratic. They play well, but... You sometimes don't know if they're going to come out and beat beat Liverpool 2-0 or draw 2-2 with Bournemouth, you know? Yeah. It's... They're a bit inconsistent. Yeah. But again, that's something I think we'll see fixed next season. Yeah, and we we talk about Everton having a kind of bad um, record against sort of top four sides. Yeah, and I think this would be a good opportunity for them to turn that around. Yeah, and wrapping up the weekend's games, Manchester derby. Really, Man- another, another one. I feel like we've had a lot this year. Yeah, Manchester derby, United at home to City. Yeah, in, um, a, in a lot better form than they probably have been the last couple of times yeah. they've played them. I can see this one being a draw. I think a 1-1. Yeah. Um, hmm. 
I just don't want to be controversial. Because um, uh, oh, United look better going forward now. They do. They look a lot better all, all over the pitch. Mc, I think McTominay coming back into the midfield helps. I think. Didn't think much of McTominay. Really, I thought he was a good player, but not. Yeah, I, there, but I, I think proved, he's pretty decent. Yeah, I, I've always quite liked him. Um, and maybe I'm doing this just to be controversial. But I'm going to say two one Man United. Ooh, I reckon they'll get a win. I can. They might go one nil up. Sealed hit back, and they might get another one at the end. Yeah, I think it's uh, going to be a good game. That yeah, I think so. Eight o'clock kickoff on a Monday. We have Leicester at home to Aston Villa. Yeah, um, Leicester not in good form. Villa coming off that cup lost to City as well. Um, Think they'll be a bit put out by that? Maybe a little bit, or it might be they might take sort of positives from their performance. Because like I said, I think they played pretty well. And um, I think I think Villa might get a result here. I reckon. I reckon two one to Villa. Two one to Villa. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Leicester just like I said just completely out of form. Yeah, I think Villa are a tough team to play, and you can see him getting a result there. I'm gonna go one nil Villa. I'm gonna actually agree with you. Yeah, I think Madison's off the boil. It's Madison v Greenish as well, isn't it? Yeah, and both top players on their day. Yeah, um, I just feel like Villa have got the slight edge in terms of form which is weird to say for a relegation side but I think yeah, recently exactly. even when they haven't won they've still played well yeah I think in terms of performances they've, they've put in some good ones recently yeah and I think Leicester have kind of almost hung on a bit in games like not they're not looking quite the impervious machine that we thought they were going to be mm-hmm. uh, or they were earlier in the season so yeah but speaking of the cup game Man City have a double game week do they? Yep, they play in the Premier League again on Wednesday at home to Arsenal. So I think it's oh, okay. worth because obviously they didn't play because of the cup. Yeah, because of the cup. So that is that's so, catching them up, is it? Yeah. Um. So at home to Arsenal. That's quite a tough uh, spell of games for City playing United and then playing Arsenal as well. Yeah, only a what three day, three day, four day break. Yeah, as well, especially playing on the Sunday. Yeah. Um. I reckon City will win this. Yeah. As much as I think Arsenal are going in the right direction under Arteta, I think it's a bit too soon for them. I'd agree. I'd see two one City. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon three one City. Three one. Yeah. I think City will just expose Arsenal yeah. at the back. It's yeah. Arsenal's defense is again, as we said, erratic. Yeah, I mean, you've got David Luiz at the back. You're never going to be no reliable, are you? <laughs> no. Um, also, Champions League this week. The first game is Leipzig at home to Tottenham. Leipzig taking a 1-0 lead. What, yeah, what's got, thoughts? Yeah, they've got the uh, away goal, haven't they? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to back Tottenham in the form they have without Harry Kane as well. So I reckon this might be a might be a 1-1 on the day. 1-1 on the day, which would see Leipzig through on a... 2-1 two two aggregate. Yeah, on aggregate. Yeah. I mean, um, Leipzig, they've got phenomenal manager. Good team, a good, Ju- te- a good team, Leipzig. I, whatever you think about them in terms of their structure and what they yeah. are as a club, I think you talk purely about the football they play, they're a good yeah. team. Is it Julian Nagelsmann, the manager, I believe? I'm not sure, to be yeah, honest, what, what his name actually is. All I know is they've got Timo Werner up front, Yeah, who is a quality striker. Who has unfollowed rep- the Leipzig official Twitter account oh. after they replied to a Liverpool tweet saying they'd lost with a, a fo- with a image of Werner oh. amid the transfer rumours and stuff yeah. like that. I think have interesting. They, have they shot themselves in the foot a little bit? Maybe I I, I don't play I play too much sort of importance and stuff like that. I think if he wants to move, he'll have a move in the summer. Yeah, regardless of stuff like that. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him at Liverpool. Yeah. Or at least in the Prem somewhere. Yeah, but I agree with you. I think 1-1 probably yeah. the result. I think Leipzig will play better, but just maybe only be able to get that one goal. Yeah. And then, for me, the big one, Liverpool at home on the Wednesday to Atletico. Yeah, that's, like we said earlier, a season-defining game for Liverpool now. Yeah. They really need to win it. And for me, I think they will. I think they'll get a 
It's going to be another European night. I think, yeah, it's always hard to go against Liverpool when they're at Anfield and yeah. they've got to make half a performance. I feel like it's. A, I feel like we'll kind of almost know within the first twenty minutes. You get a feeling when you watch Liverpool. It's, there's a feeling that they're going to do it. Yeah, definitely. And if that feeling's not there, I think if the belief isn't quite there in the stadium. I think that's where that it might be the fans that win and lose this game. Because Liverpool aren't playing well. I don't think Henderson's back. I don't think Milner's quite fit yet. Liverpool, I think, will need the fans. Yeah, they'll need to really dig deep and really yeah. pull together. And Dejan Lovren cannot play under any circumstances. <laughs> no, definitely not if they've got like Diego Costa or someone like that up front. Because he will him. look for a physical battle and he will lose it. Yeah. Um, but um, that said, I do think Liverpool will do it. I reckon yeah. 2-0. 2-0. It's going to be tight. But I think Liverpool, with knowing how much yeah. they have to win this game, I think they'll do it. I think 3-1. And I think if they don't do it, then Atletico Madrid really deserves to be in the next round. If yeah. they can hold Liverpool out for two games in a row, yeah, then that's a, a sign of a great team. Yeah, I think I think 3-1. I just, I just think that Simeone's too good of a manager to not exploit the space. Yeah. And I think if you... As we saw with Watford, as we as they've done it before, if you exploit that space, and that Liverpool leave that if yeah. you if you beat the press, you're in a good position. There's goals there for them. Yeah. The the problem with Liverpool's press is if it gets beaten, it leaves massive gaps. Yeah. The Liverpool play a high defensive line, so there's all that space in behind them. If the midfield press doesn't work, it's so easy to slip someone in behind. Yeah, definitely. But I just think big occasion. Liverpool will turn up this time. Yeah. I'm hoping they do. Yeah, I hope for your sake they do. I can't take another loss. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> not, not. Oh. <laughs> Three in a row. That that oh. wouldn't be good, would it? No, no. Um, quick shout out Europa League as well. Should we do the Europa League? Should we give it a crack? Can we, do if you want. Is that we, all the Champions League games? Is just the for this week? Yeah. It yeah. Is that not PSG There's Dortmund? PSG, do you want to do PSG Dortmund? Might as well, man. Yeah. It's a big game, isn't it? In which case, we might as well look at Valencia at home to Atlanta. Yeah. They're, they're 4-1 down. They did yeah. 3-0 win to win the away goals. I don't think they're going to get that. No. I think Atlanta surprised a lot of people with how good they've been. Yeah. I know I was surprised when I watched them. Because, um, to be honest, I'm not an expert on Atlanta. Atalanta, is it? Atalanta, yeah. yeah. Not to be confused with Atlanta. No, that's a very different place. Yeah, they're um, separated by a few, a couple hundred miles, I believe. Yeah. Um, I reckon 2-0 um, Atalanta, I think. Yeah. I like Valencia, but I think the first leg probably proved that they've not quite up to the same level as Atalanta are this year. Yeah. I, I, I don't see Atalanta going and trying to score a hatful. I think that yeah, just that's, that's secure I, the I bag. Secure the bag. Yeah. Get the result. Or what? Oh, I can just see a one nil. Yeah. Just get in. Get out. Get in the next round. Yeah. That for a club, Atlanta has you know, haven't been at this level for a while. Yeah. Just yeah. just keep it going. Definitely. Just keep the run going. So then, is it a... PSG Dortmund? PSG at home. Dortmund with a two one aggregate lead. Mm. PSG do have that away goal though they do and obviously playing the final leg at home might give them a big advantage yeah that said I, I think it's hard to look past Dortmund and they're sort of young I think so yeah, young guns yeah I think Haaland and Sancho mm. I think will really turn up again I see him getting a I see it being a 2-1 again to be honest to Dortmund yeah to Dortmund yeah um, yeah. As much as PSG obviously have their superstars, Neymar and Mbappe, yeah, they're notorious for slipping up in the Champions yeah. League, and but I think Dortmund are a very tough team to play against. Yeah, I mean, I see a one-one. I think I yeah. still sees Dortmund through, but I think one-one. I just like oh, PSG. Just all the stars you can't count them out. Obviously, they have slipped up, but yeah, I mean, that's Man United. Some questionable refereeing. Was it handball? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say, but I think in this game, I just see Dortmund doing it personally. Yeah. Um, we'll do the Premier League size for the Europa League, I think. Yeah, can do. I think there's a lot of games in Europa, isn't there? There's a 
There was a hatful. Um, yeah, so we'll just do the Prem sides. Prem sides. To be so, honest, I'm not an expert on all of Europe. <laughs> yeah, I'm for, as much as I'd love to sit there and watch every, every it, single game. Yeah, I can't. There's too much football in the world. Yeah. Um, so we are looking at first of all Man United away to Lask. L A S K. Lask. I think they're Austrian. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think they're Austrian. Yeah, I believe. I'll be honest. I, I I'm not an expert on that. I couldn't name a single Lask player. No, I mean I think it's the easiest team that they could have got. Um, probably yeah. I think in a good run of form as well. I think two 0 United for me. I think um, they're not. I don't think they're gonna battle them, but uh, they'll get a good result. I think. Yeah, I mean I can see this being three or four to United. I, yeah. I just, I, it, the Austrian league kind of ruled by one team. Yeah, Salzburg. Salzburg. Isn't it? um, it's not. A, it's not a great. It's not a fantastic league. No. Again, not to slag the professionalism of the players in that league, but they're not. They're not yeah, a Premier I mean, League team. It's no, exactly. I think Man United, like we said, are on a good run of form, and yeah, they are still Man United. They've got some good players there. Bruno Fernandez, obviously. Kind of the side, he looks like a real top quality player. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think United get a solid 2 0 away from home. Yeah. Then the other Premier League team in action is Wolves away to Olympiacos. Yeah, who knocked out Arsenal. Yeah. Which they shouldn't have because Arsenal should have played a lot better. Yeah. And really let themselves down there, I think, yeah. in that game. Yeah, it's. I'm surprised to see as little. Premier League representation we thought that Premier League teams were going to be quite comfortable even just British teams in general Celtic as well yeah go, Celtic went out as well didn't they yeah it um, was it was it seems to be in the space of half an hour as every British team is going to go through to about three of them yeah exactly it was a tough week really or yeah a tough uh, second legs yeah Um. that said I think I think Wolves will do well. I see it at a 2 0 to Wolves as well. 2 0 to Wolves? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, I think, 2 1 to Wolves. I think they will concede that Olympiacos are historically been a tricky team. Yeah. They caused issues for Spurs in the Champions League. As we said, Arsenal succumbed to them. Yeah. They're a tricky team to play against. I I just think um, against someone like Wolves. Who you know they're not an Arsenal, they're not a Tottenham, they don't have this kind of pedigree behind them. Yeah, it'll be more of an even game. Yeah, and I bet Wolves to come out of that tie better rather than having to keep breaking down Olympiacos and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's how it'll go anyway. I might be wrong, but I, yeah. I expect. But that'll be the pattern. Of I the think game. it'll be an interesting game. Yeah, definitely. I think that'll be a very good game. Yeah, and I think honestly, Wolves might be one of the better shouts of going far in the Europa League. Yeah, I think this might be. A, could this be like Fulham? 10 years ago went to the final did they it was 10 years ago I don't know when now it was a while ago now but I could definitely see them going far and that is it for another week yep got through a lot today another week done yeah it was a lot going I think my voice is pretty much gone yeah (laughs) yeah um, if you've enjoyed the podcast please do rest we're now on Spotify yeah we're on a bunch of stuff now yeah so please do give us a rating let us know what you think or check out our social media. We're on Twitter at the Armchair Managers Pod. Let us know what you think. Yeah, give us a follow, give us a like, a retweet. Let us know if you think we're talking shit, because we probably are. Yeah. So, once again, that's Armchair Managers Pod. Love for you to get involved, give us some stuff to talk about. Yeah, if you've got any questions or anything, send them in. Yeah. We'd love to answer them, give us something more to talk about. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah, see you next week.